0: So Sandy, uh, going back, I just wanted to ask you what inspired you to open up this uh, Romolo's Café?
1: Well, um, really the goal of opening the Romolo Café is to share my grandfather's multifaceted life to the youth of today. Because um, the youth of today don't really know what my Lola was all about. and all his achievements and what he's done for this country. And we'd like to perpetuate his legacy by opening this restaurant.
0: So it is a, uh, some sort of like a tribute.
1: Yes, it's a tribute to him.
0: Yes It's achievements. I, I, I enjoy the old photographs that you have here at the pride wall of the Romulo family. It's, uh, I believe, an awesome, yes, museum and in mm-hmm. a way of uh, promoting the history of, of his life. Yes. And
1: his achievements. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, it's uh, fascinating that he has so many different parts of his life that are interesting and each career that he chose, he always stopped it. And we hope that that part of him will inspire the youth of today, the Filipinos of today, to also aspire to be world-class and do their best in whatever they choose.
0: For, for many of the viewers, especially for the younger generation that's not so aware of his uh, background, and mm-hmm. his achievements as a public servant, of that, can you give us, in your own words, a, a summary of his political career? For instance?
1: Yeah, well, he started off as a newspaper man. So the newspaper man becomes the Pulitzer Prize winner. Then he was also a teacher. And the teacher becomes head of the Philippine University and uh, Secretary of Education. And then he be, he's also became the aide-de-camp to MacArthur and ended up to be a general in the U.S. Army, two-star general. And then um, he became a diplomat, so he was an ambassador. And then he becomes the first President of the United Nations, and then Foreign Secretary for many years. So all these achievements, he topped, he topped all the careers that he chose. And that was very inspiring for, for us to see that.
0: And in his family background, did he come from a well-to-do family? Well,
1: he came from Kamilin, Tarla, where my grandfather was the governor. And he was educated um, in first there during the war and then he went to um, Philippine high school in um, Intramuros okay. and then uh, later on UP, University of the Philippines. And then he became a scholar and he was sent to Columbia University.
0: An Ivy League school? Yes had a very good educational background yes but it's amazing what he has achieved I mean, how does one achieve so much in a lifetime? in
1: the lifetime correct
0: yes. sandy can can you also describe to us what were some of the challenges you had when it came to opening up this uh, beautiful cafe
1: well the challenges were to um make it appear like it was a uh, our own residence um, My partner, uh, Ivy Almario, who did the design of the restaurant, um, looked at old pictures of our residence. And that's why you see the black and white walls, you see the floors are black and white. The design of the the walls downstairs were the design of the the gates and the wrought iron um, doors and things we had in, in our old house. Because the idea of opening this restaurant was that people would come into the Romola residence mm-hmm. and see how it was during my grandfather's time when he would entertain dignitaries from abroad yes. and my grandmother would prepare the food. And so the whole concept of Romo Cafe is that coming into our home.
0: Wow, of casa su casa. Yes, Interesting. exactly. That's a good theme and, and also uh, almost like bring you back in retrospect during that era mm-hmm. in the era of, of uh, your, grandfather, yes. right? your
1: grandfather Yes. and another challenge was being true to the recipes of my grandmother
0: okay.
1: um, trying to make the food look a- attractive modern but at the same time not compromising the quality and the taste of the food and the way that it is cooked
0: so you're talking about uh, still being consistent with authenticity Yes What is purely Filipino Yes So can you tell me you don't believe in uh, You know this day, this day and age sometimes a lot of restaurants you don't really know if they were originally authentic anymore from, it, It's it's like this a fusion of many different yeah. cultures in the different cuisines that's presented now in many restaurants well, What it, is your opinion about yeah,
1: that? Well, I think that each chef has his own creative mind okay. so it really comes from the heart cooking comes from the heart so each chef has their own taste their own vision so it's well, we have to respect their their vision for whatever they, they sought out to do and usually you know it's when it's made with passion it tastes good.
0: Can you tell me how many how many branches do you have?
1: Well, we have three branches in the Philippines and one in London.
0: Can you tell me about the, the, the challenges that you do have in a different culture like London? It must be very competitive over there.
1: Yes, well, I think the biggest challenge we have in London is um, trying to get Filipino food known to actually the locals, meaning the Londoners. Um, of course, we want the Filipinos to also appreciate the food, but we really want to open it up to the international community.
0: London is, is indeed a very cosmopolitan, melting pot. Of different of, cuisines, of, of, correct. Of the world, uh, yes, of the world.
1: and that's oh. why we thought it was appropriate to open in London.
0: So it's almost like pioneering trying to bring out, bring out the Filipino cuisine and the international global scenario. Correct. So how how, how have we been doing so far? Well, how many years has it been?
1: It's it's been this is our, our third year, okay. and I'm happy to say we've gotten several awards from uh, people like Time Out, which uh, does a survey of most loved restaurants in it's, London. He's based in the UK. Yeah, um, they have different areas. And we won, uh, two years in a row, Best Love Restaurant in Kensington High Street, where our restaurant is. And recently, um, another awarding body called Chopstick, um, they're, uh, we are one of the finalists for also the, the contest. So we've, I think, been successful in creating awareness to the people in, in the UK when it comes to Philippine cuisine
0: and for other different nationalities of that yes from all over the globe Correct. Would, would you uh, encourage other Filipino entrepreneurs especially in the restaurant business to, to get into mm-hmm. that kind of a bold move trying to compete in the international scene
1: yes, I, I would encourage everybody because Filipino food now is trending it's becoming the next best thing in cuisine so I think um, every Filipino should ride the wave of the, the new awareness towards Filipino food.
0: Can you expound on that a little bit more? Why is it the next best thing?
1: Well that's what they're saying because a lot of like young chefs in the US okay. uh, are creating waves. Like, uh,
0: Filipino chefs are that? Yes. I have a relative uh, who's. Uh, the the, uh, the main chef of uh, Bellagio, mm-hmm. Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, and there are lots of like young ones that have opened like Bad Saint in Washington DC, has gotten uh, rave reviews. There's Maharlika in New York, there's um, Jeepney, there's several like a lot of Filipino restaurants getting grave reviews in the U.S. and um, I think uh, the um, uh, Jolly bee has also um, created awareness to us to Filipino, f- you know, f- food abroad. I mean, um, the phenomenon of the lines that were miles away when Jolly Jollibee yeah. D- opened in the UK as well yeah. as in Italy. Yeah. It was fantastic, like. People were just dying to get in to have the Jollibee fried chicken.
0: Interesting. I remember we have uh, a client that uh, having a photography studio. She had she wanted to have her photographs taken here by us. She's actually half uh, Swiss mm. and half Filipino. And one of the things that she loves to do when she does come back here in this country is to buy a Jollibee and even try to bring it home in Switzerland. <laughs> so she also is so in love with with the Jollibee.
1: Yeah. Pie. So it's really very encouraging that. And there's a very big Filipino movement in the U.S. to promote Filipino food. So it's really very good that they're doing this. And then um, the the trade secretary, my cousin, also goes around Europe promoting Filipino food, bringing renowned chefs like Gaita, Forrest, where they present Filipino food in the different international fairs in Europe to create awareness with Filipino food.
0: So Margarita is also very aggressive with... Oh
1: yeah, of course, especially with her prestigious uh, award of being Asia's uh, female chef. So of course, um, she brings prestige to the Philippines. And so taking her on these trips to introduce Filipino food is, is a big, a very big thing for us.
0: What separates you, Sandy, from other restaurant operators?
1: I think what separates our restaurant is the history that we bring with our food. Because we can we, it's a combination of heritage cooking, which is my grandmother's, and the history of my grandfather. And I don't think that any other restaurants now in Manila bring the same vibe. Um, and that's, I think, what sets us apart from the other Filipino restaurants.
0: Well, I totally agree, it, uh, having come over here and spending a little time for lunch has also brought me back not only the Filipino, uh, beautiful, I mean, the good Filipino cuisine, mm-hmm. but also the, a bit of a part of the Filipino history. It's very much a part of your restaurants. It's in the walls. Mm-hmm. It's in and talking about the history, so it really brings you back. It's, it's and we
1: want to promote Filipino pride in um, our restaurant. So looking at pictures, we hope to bring pride to others also that there was such a Filipino diplomat that gave honors also abroad, um, that he was that he was respected by all these big names in the. Political in the world, yes. and so hopefully to bring them pride and inspiration.
0: Yes. Actually, the the premise of our show is very much in line with that. If we can tell um, epic characters like your grandfather and his achievements, hopefully to inspire mm-hmm. and then empower other people to do the same. To try to do, you know, to try to serve the, uh, the people for for for. Or the majority of the people mm-hmm. for the common good. Correct. To serve others, I think, is one of the formulas of happiness. Mm-hmm. And
1: that. Yeah. Well, he had his passion was um, the United Nations. He in the secu- he served in many years in the Security Council. So he was very um, active with world peace, uh, human rights. He worked alongside. Um, Mrs. Roosevelt was very big on human rights. Um, he worked a lot with many of the U.S. presidents. Um, dignitaries like uh, Lee Kuan Yew, really? um, the Shah, uh, well he, Shah he of also Iran. knew the Shah of Iran. Uh, Gandhi, uh, wow. Indira Gandhi and her father Nehru. Uh, he had so many friends all over the world um, that he would correspond with and meet with and and talk to and what's fascinating is he would write us letters um, when he was abroad to tell us of who he met um, what he did today and he would mention all these big shot names you know and it was very nice to well, of course, when we were young, we didn't really think anything of it, but rereading the letters are like saying, Wow, this is history. Not realizing it then, but realizing it now as an adult that, you know, he really made it a lot of history in his lifetime.
0: Interesting. This story should really be uh, told again. Uh, maybe we should come up with a short film about. His yeah, and,
1: and what Lincoln's I love, inspiring. yeah, what I love the most is like um, Koreans would come who were in the Korean army and they gave him an award like two years ago, posthumous, for helping with, with uh, during the Korean war. He was instrumental in uh, asking the U.S. For, for giving help to the the Koreans during that time and um, the Israel the Israelites the, they're like the ambassadors they come here you know to dine here also because they're grateful to my grandfather for um, what he did also for Israel um, being the last vote um, during the United Nations yeah,
0: the swing getting the,
1: the the swing boat so it's to
0: make Israel yes part, a part. As, as, as a, a yeah. state. Yes. A
1: nation, And That's so right. they always tell me how appreciated, you know, appreciative they are of that.
0: Certainly, yeah. Very much a part of their history. Yeah. Because of that important vote. Yes. And, it, it, and our representative was, was your grandfather. Yes. Wow, amazing.
1: And even the United Nations flag, the little dot
0: okay.
1: um, that represented the Philippines. My Grandfather insisted on it and said that even if it was just a dot, he wanted it there, because we were part of the United Nations.:
0: So indeed.: it And part indeed,
1: it, it. Is, it is there in the seal of the United Nations.:
0: Interesting. So
1: all these things that are not in the history books in, in the Philippines, it's not taught in school, so these are little things that we hope. That people will get from coming to the restaurant.
0: We should come up with some kind of an audio you know, to pay tribute about you know in a, in a short like mm-hmm. visual presentation, maybe you know, like a, a flat screen TV here, so people can just yes. take take a look at it and just have that glimpse of his, mm-hmm. his of his, his life stance, lifetime his achievement.
1: That's why we drink. came up with a little book that I gave uh, you. Just is. so people would read a little some snippets of his life.
0: And the epic moments and yes. of his career, yeah. his political career. Correct. Amazing. Let us think part of that. Let's, let's talk about that project one time.
1: Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> that's one of the main reasons that's why we're here actually, this stage in my life where, you know, if I can get back get back in society, uh-huh. up with a, a channel uh, for people to voice their opinion, their aspirations. and. their Inspiring stories and I'm certain that would be mm-hmm. a little contribution we can give back to society. Interesting. Story. Yes. What about for your uh, mm-hmm. management style? Can you describe us how you've made this not only survive, but as a successful and, and prominent restaurant?
1: Well, both my husband and I are very passionate about this, this restaurant. But my husband is actually the real restaurant restaurateur, not me. So he's the one who really does the day to day management of um, the restaurant. And well I you know, do the front of the house and greet people, take them on tours, talk about my grandfather's life more. The people yeah. side of it. Yeah. Which is crucial. Which is crucial, but so it's he does the back of the house.
0: And connecting to people and to your clients and yeah. customers an extremely crucial role. And I think you fit the role as well.
1: Well, I'm trying to.
0: (laughs) So is this your first uh, enterprise that we do? It's your first business that you got involved with? Well,
1: we've really been in the food business for some 25 years. But um, this is the first restaurant that we put up. And after that, we have others have several other restaurants that we run. But this is the main and the first one that we we put up 10 years ago.
0: And, and for the mm. near or even coming future, do you have any plans that you want to talk about when it comes to...
1: Well, we're hoping to maybe open more branches or open uh, other outlets that will perpetuate other sides of my grandfather's life. So, it's in the works. Um, so we'll see.
0: And, and when it comes to your personal uh, vision and mission, uh, and advocacy
1: Yeah, well, yeah, um, I we um, support um, this foundation uh, that um, helps empower women because I'm very much for women empowerment and what they do is it's called Foundation for Professional Training and what they do is they get um, uh, girls from from different backgrounds and they teach them um, a trade in the industry of F&B and in the tourism industry they um, teach them Um, the back of the house or the front of the house which is baking or cooking and um, doing like reception work or cashiering, waitressing and aside from teaching them those trades they teach them values and there are like five different schools um, that this foundation is connected to and so what they do is they we try to raise money for them our London office has had two um, scholars already from, from the school and um, we have OJTs that come to train in our restaurants and we have like one success story is uh, one of the girls came here uh, as a buyer for the restaurant and now she's the supervisor manager in the, our restaurant. So she's really come up the ladder and it's because of the training, I believe, of this foundation that she was able to rise ranks because of her dedication. Um, and it's very hard to find um, employees nowadays talking about challenges of opening a restaurant, finding people that are passionate and have um, the heart and what they say malasakit for the company and when you find people like that um, you have to really reward them and show them that this will take you places so we really believe in the values that this foundation is teaching these girls and hopefully we can help more of these scholars um, do the same
0: those are amazing plans yeah for your for your uh, last message, would would there be anything you want to
1: tell our viewers? Well, what I'd like to say to the viewers is, I'm hoping and striving that the Filipino will take pride in being Filipino and trying to be world class in every way that in every way possible they can. Um, in this time of uh, communication, you have access to. Anything you want in the world. And so I think that the youth should really strive to do their best and do everything world class and not haphazardly. And jump from one thing to another. Um, I think that's what we lack today's World Day. They have no focus on, on goals. And I'd like to bring that back. I think that they should have more focus and try to concentrate on what they're passionate about and not think of um, the material um, things that come with the the jobs they choose nowadays and do it more out of passion because I believe if you do it out of passion the rewards will come in later but I think patience is a big part of it and that's what like I'd like to impart to the youth of today.
0: I think that's a beautiful message, uh, Sandy. Uh, again, thank you so much for getting the chance to interview you and, and, and for inviting so
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.